0: Welcome to the Every Thought Matters Podcast. My name is Kelly Raymer, and I am the producer and host of this podcast. I'm also a mindset coach, a Kaushik tarot reader, co-creator of the Every Thought Matters Collective that is coming soon, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Search Every Thought Matters with your favorite browser, and you'll find my site, information, and how to reach me. Add for the podcast, each episode is a conversation exploring origin stories, life, the universe, and various other topics. Enjoy this episode, and remember, Every Thought Matters. This episode of the Every Thought Matters podcast features Amanda Fitzsimmons. Amanda is a crystal healer, a medium, and so much more. She delved into the history of crystals, their healing vibrations, energy, mediumship, plus a lot of other topics. She wanted to be on my podcast, and I'm telling you, it was well worth it. I hope you truly enjoy her story.
1: Sorry.
2: All right, I'm here on the Every Thought Matters podcast, and I'm with my dear friend Amanda Simmons. Amanda, welcome to the Every Thought Matters podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. It's great to be here.
2: It is wonderful to have you. You actually reached out to me to be on this podcast. Can you tell me why you wanted to do this?
1: Well, I saw a few clips of some of your other podcasts, and I thought what you were doing was really cool. I followed you on TikTok for about two years now, and I really like your entire philosophy of mindset and controlling the way that we think so that way um, we can have a better life. So I was interested to just chat with you.
2: Yes. And you have a whole bunch of crystals as well in your life, right? You're like, yes.
1: You, um, yeah. So I do crystal healing. Oh, sorry.
2: Yeah. Where did that start? Why did? How did you figure out that you could do this?
1: So as a young child, I always had like some spiritual experiences, like dreams that like would come true in life. And they could be about like very mundane things. So I always felt like I was really like in touch with God, source, whatever you want to call it. And um, in my 20s, early 20s, I had uh, a rough relationship that ended and I ended up in this uh, little metaphysical bookstore and i was really drawn to like the amethyst and rose quartz and like the clear crystal points and at that point i decided to um kind of delve into it and i got like a book uh called crystal healing bible by i think uh judy i don't know i have it over here somewhere i can show you later but um i ended up grabbing that book and i started working with the crystals and i just i felt a lot of uh ease and peace. And I felt like it was what I was supposed to do. And uh, throughout my life, I've just met other people that were like willing to let me practice on them. Um, And I had when I lived in Florida, I did have like a small side business where I did um, have clients that came back to me uh, repetitively. But once I moved up to Maine, I kind of pushed that aside a little bit and more focused on my actual career of teaching um but then i i started getting back into it during covid and that's what kind of got me into this like virtual crystal healing thing which i never even knew existed until covid but to me it makes all all sorts of sense because it's just energy and we're already using those like wavelengths and stuff to even talk to each other this way so uh, i started delving into that so it's been about 20 years that I've been doing this.
2: Wow. Um, So on the side, you're a teacher. What kind of teacher are you?
1: I actually teach uh, physics, chemistry, um, environmental science, and then computer sciences.
2: Wow. I was a computer programmer for 25 years. I did not know this about you. So (laughs) what's computer science like today? Because when I was a kid in in high school in the 80s, we've I was the guinea pig class where we had computer science for the first time. What's it like now today?
1: So I just brought computer science to my district, so it's kind of new there. But um, we use a a program called Code.org, and there's a lot of, like, block coding. There's JavaScript. Uh, There's a unit where kids can uh, build their own website. Um, There's a unit that I'm starting next year where they'll actually learn how to build algorithms and how all that works. They'll learn binary code. And then as well as that, they'll build their own app. And um, it will eventually be an AP class. But right now I'm running it just as a regular class to try to get kids interested into it. Um, But eventually, like that app that they'll build uh, when it's offered as an AP course that will actually be like their their final project for the A P course and they get graded on mm-hmm. like a very uh intense rubric uh, to make sure that everything in their app functions. So it's a it's a pretty cool program.
2: Well that's neat. So you actually teach and mold children, high school kids it sounds like minds, and then yet you do crystals for healing. My <laughs> sister sent me a bunch of crystals and- there's an amethyst in there and rose quartz, this purple one. I don't know what that one is. The, a green art one. I don't know what that is. I don't know a lot about it. What is the basic premise of crystals?
1: So I think it is more after going to college later in life. And I actually have a degree in geology. Um, I think of it more scientifically than just like spiritually now like I think of it as we we know that there are are minerals out there that could help us like we know that um people that need it can be on lithium-based products and that will help with like severe depression and bipolar and things like that so like uh for instance like a lipidolite, its uh main makeup is has lithium in it that's actually what makes the purple color that we see and i think that those properties can be absorbed just by like holding on to it because it's sending out energy um everything in the world is made up of energy right um right that's how we get matter so mm-hmm. i think of it like you could either absorb it by holding on to it and with intent for it to heal you Um, And that's how crystal healers do their job, except they're pushing out the energy towards the person they're working on. Um, But if you like meditate with it and hold it, you can absorb that energy. And it would be the same as if we took the pill and it goes into our body and into our bloodstreams. It's just a different way of obtaining the same energy. That's the way that I look at it. Now, some people out there think that they just have, like, magical powers, but if we look back in, like, ancient history, you know, they've been using stones for these purposes for many, many years, so. I find it very intriguing.
2: I find it very intriguing, too, because I don't know, like, I'm learning new stuff right here, right now, on this podcast, because I don't know that we have all the information but yet you're here telling me that I love the fact that you kind of make it science-based because that's what fascinates me as well because obviously you know you have a degree in geology which uh that's wow to me which is really really cool because that tells me that you know kind of the composition of all of these stones not just the woo-woo it's just it's just that <laughs> my sister sent me a piece of paper along with the stones and I'm i keep it out next to the stone just so I can remember what their properties are because it says, well, this is for, you know, healing and this is for better attention or this to open your mind or whatever. I still don't know all of that, but guess what I'm trying to get at is you kind of combine both of those kinds of things with it to help be a healer using crystals.
1: And yeah, pretty that. much have you know so. Yeah so physics is a huge part of this and and eventually I'd like to uh go back and get my PhD in physics uh working uh specifically with like energy and like wavelengths and frequencies because if you look at a mineral under a microscope you can look at like what's called birefringence which is like the refraction of light that happens in the mineral and we can see all sorts of properties from that. And I feel like, you know, there are, we definitely know there's a frequency that the rocks have. Now that we've gotten further into like particle physics, we've been able to see that there are these things called uh, phonons. Well, in when we're talking about light, there are photon receptors, and that's how we're able to see the light and uh, get the perception that we perceive when we're looking out into the world. And now phonons, excuse me, those are um, basically the vibrations that occur in a crystal lattice. So we know that when we look at a crystal, we're looking at, you know, matrices of crystal lattice, and we already know that by using quartz, we can hold time. So there can be information stored in these, and I think that that kind of comes into play with a lot of the more physical properties of healing but i haven't delved too much into that because i i want to do more research on it and that's basically what i'd like to go back to college for is to research that and actually try to not necessarily prove but to show people another way of understanding of how this can all work because right now it's considered a pseudoscience and, you know, my scientist friends are probably out there like, oh, she's crazy. She's lost it. But when we go back into history, there's a lot of people like, for instance, Nikola Tesla. They thought he was crazy. And now we read about him in our science book and all the work that he did with electricity and radio radio waves. So, um, you know, I'm OK with that. It took me a long time to be OK with that.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah, it, it? Well, uh, yeah, I knew a long time. The reason why I know who Nikola Tesla was because of this '80s band called Tesla, literally, <laughs> and they literally that was the, that's the name of the band, and I I love it. It's one of my favorite bands. So and then I started diving into who he was, and he was you know a pioneer, and he basically kind of lost power because Einstein was aligned with very rich people, and Tesla right. wasn't, but. Long story short, we're starting to see what he did for us. Just like, um, there's this guy who just won a Nobel Peace Prize that basically said everything is energy. And kind of basically, one of the things that came out of it is that nothing has physical properties until we look at it, which I find fascinating. It kind of said that that's me in layman's terms, and you can correct me, please. But I find that fascinating because no object, okay. everything is energy and it only becomes matter when we look at it. It's kind of a fascinating thing. Is that something you've heard about or am I just
1: like spouting out? No, off yeah, them? I have. I heard about that um, and, you know, I believe that all like kind of plays in with everything that I believe. So I've been, you know, watching all the research that comes out and the technology that comes out, just waiting for the right time, like, because I know right now it's not time like the right technology isn't out for me to actually show physically what i do but i know that it's going to happen in my lifetime and and i really want to be ready to jump on that and be that person that that gets to do it but if somebody else does it i'm not going to be but heard about that either
2: <laughs> but i'll just be I happy love- that
1: it's out there and that people can see it and understand it and um, you know, open their minds a little more because I think we're so close-minded as like a human race to just what is actually out there because none of us really know. You know, like we really don't. We only know what we've been able to test and prove, and and through trial and error. And um, I think it will just be fascinating as we get more technology and how quickly we will find out these things that some of us have believed for you know probably centuries now.
2: Right. Well, I mean, it's a whole Da Vinci wrote a, a blueprint for a helicopter long before we ever had helicopters. I know you know right. that.
1: Right. And yeah. so
2: it's it's going to be and it's going to come because there's an energy shift. There's a collective consciousness shift out there that's changing right now. And I want to ask you, how does Chris? How do crystals play into that?
1: Oh, well, that's a, that's a big one. So Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I don't know. Like, I think that they could be used. Like if, if people want to learn how to use them properly, I definitely think they could be used. Um, My, my, my perception of the energy shift might be a little different than most in the, the spiritual world. Like there's a lot of talk about these different portals and stuff, and I think that's just a way for people to easily describe what they think by using like the sci-fi terminology that we grew up on, though. You know, like, I don't necessarily think when when I level up, like, energetically that I've gone through some sort of portal, because if I did, then my entire reality around me would change, including the people that are in my life, but those people are still there. I just have to learn to, you know, be okay with that. Maybe I'm not in alignment with everybody in my life, but I don't know about if I believe the whole portal time shift thing, because I think that's just an easy way for people to describe and for other people to understand just based on what we know. Like, I don't know how else better to describe that.
2: But we only know what we know. And, and, I, I have been playing around with the 3D, 4D, 5D kind of portals and time time jumping, and I'm fascinated by time travel and all of those things. But to your point, we only know what we know. And those things are ways for us just to kind of put a wrapper around something that we kind of know, but we really don't. And that's right. kind of what you're saying, which I kind of... I. I like it, but it still doesn't stop me from wanting to play with those concepts and those ideas. Oh,
1: absolutely. And I think that everybody's journey is different, right? Like, I I might not believe in the portals and everything, um, but that doesn't mean that we're not still having similar experiences that we just might describe it in different ways, you know? So well, yeah, and so I don't like I don't judge people for their belief in the uh, the portals or or anything like that. That's like you know I think we all have our own ways of describing the experiences we have, but it's the matter of the fact is that we're having these experiences, right? And we're feeling right. these energy changes, and we're becoming more aware of it. And I think that as as a, a human race, as long as we keep having those moments where we keep having these exper- experiences and the more people that have them that, yeah, we will be like on an energetic frequency that is different than what we're on now as a whole, just because we've opened our minds that much more. Um, So I just look at it a little different. That's all. But, um, yeah. But where crystals play in that, like, if you look back in history, like even, you know, like Uh, the Greeks and the Romans and crystals were still important to them for different types of things. Um, If you look at the Egyptians, like uh, Cleopatra used uh, crystals for many things, even like her makeup, she'd like powder down like azurite Malachite. And that was where she got the green and blue shadows from. So, but they also held crystals to like, Uh, a standard of like almost worship Uh, when you look at things like the Bible there's like uh, passages in there about you know uh, the high priest Aaron who had like this like decorative breastplates and each stone on the breastplate represented a certain tribe and then um, it was used to like uh, strengthen that relationship to God so there's even even in the Bible, there's talks about like what crystals can do um, to strengthen that relationship. So I think I think that it will be used, but I don't know at what level it actually will um, help or not help um, with that that shift that you're talking about. I think the more people that are open-minded to it and use the crystals, that the more, um, we're going to see it in everyday life and that we'll be more open to using them or decorating our houses with them, uh, which we already see. like if you watch HGTV, every video I see on there, they're at least decorating with an amethyst or a quartz point or something. so it's even filtered Absolutely. into like that material world. So um, I definitely think it will help. I just don't know to what aspect and, and how much of that, but they are definitely holding frequencies. So if we're using them more often, we're going to be changing our frequencies.
2: So inside the stone itself, it holds frequencies.
1: Yes. So actually that is, um, so like on all watches and clocks, they use uh, a little piece of a quartz crystal, um, because the frequency of quartz, uh, Equals about sixty seconds, like for it to go through the entire thing. So that's how we're able to use it. And I could be saying that wrong. I don't know the exact science no. behind it, but um, but the quartz is there. But it helps help us. It, yeah, help it has us. a certain oscill- oscillation that allows us to uh, keep better time and keep on that sixty-second wow. rotation. Yep.
2: I never knew that. That's that's fascinating, so, and I. I love the fact that you're bringing up the history of all of this because I think that's kind of grounds it. Because where I go is like everybody talks about the law of attraction. I'm one of them as well, and you know, like Abraham Hicks and all that. But then you got Dr. Joseph Zenza, who's a chiropractor, right? But right. he draws all the science of energy into creating that vibrational frequency, and but. Let- I I'm, imagine stones being part of the vibrational frequency with the law of attraction to actually get you to a, a particular vibration to manifest something. But what I'm fascinated more about, because I pretty much know that that works, is the healing side of it. What kind of healing stories do you have that you can tell my Every Thought Matters audience about how crystallizing help heal people? Okay, a, a, so. Cut or to trauma? How is it? What type of healing can you help with the right guidance with the right user such as yourself? How can that be done and what kind of stories do you have?
1: Okay, so um, one one of the things that, that I can do is definitely help with like any sort of trauma, emotional releases, things like that. Um, my initial like crystal healing session is always going to be an alignment, like a chakra alignment. And sometimes even those can take more than one session to go all the way through, depending on how blocked the person's chakras are. So um, I actually took courses and became like a meditation coach and all of that stuff. And um, one of the things that I really delved into was uh, chakras. And when I started off with my crystal healing. I was just messing around. I did not go to any sort of school or anything like this. This was back in like 2002. Um, So there wasn't really a lot of this going on. It's not as big as it is right now. Okay. So I kind of, um, I took a couple of like Reiki courses um, at this metaphysical church in Clearwater. I can't remember the name of it now, but and then I kind of took my knowledge of Reiki and added crystals to it. And like by knowing the properties, by studying all of that, I kind of incorporated and made my own thing. Now, if you go and take a crystal healing course with somebody today, I have no idea if what they do is similar to what I do or not, because I just I it just came natural to me. Like I felt like I've done it in past lifetimes, like this is who I am. Um, I met a a blind uh Cherokee Indian on a trading post down in Stark, Florida, and it was a silver trading post there. And he had like, we were having a conversation and like he held my hand and he was like, You are a medicine woman, and you have been for many, many centuries. And I was like, at the time, I didn't really know what all that meant. So I kind of looked it up. And um, anyways, uh, I found out that I had a lot to do with like herbs and rocks and stuff. And I was like, wow, that totally is who I am. But um, one of the things that I've done is I had a friend when I was in college that I think was holding a lot of stuff inside. Um, She had twin daughters and she had a daughter that had a very serious illness where um, she basically had like the mentality of maybe a seven or eight month old but she was like you know 15 so she had a lot of um, struggles that she went through in life and she was interested in like my crystals and I like talked open openly about it and stuff and so she wanted to try it out. And when I gave her, not her first session, but her second session, we moved up slowly through the chakras. And when we got close to like her heart chakras, like a large blockage. And um, we had this weird experience together. And this is the first time that this had ever happened to me. And what happened was as I'm working on her heart chakra, I keep seeing this wooden swing and it's like on a porch and it's like swinging very slowly. And I could see a young child and like an older man. And I said, did you used to have like a porch swing? I was like, I see like a young child and an older man on this porch swing and you're just like giggling and like moving back and forth very slowly on this porch swing. And she just went into a complete breakdown crying um, and we talked it out and everything. And it ended up being her grandfather who had died about a year previous uh, to this healing session. So, and she had said um, that she had never been to his grave because she had, she just couldn't face the, you know, the fact that he was gone. So, you know, we talked about it and everything, and she had this big emotional release. And then I actually ended up going with her, I think about a week or a week and a half later, um, I went with her to his grave site, and it was just a really, <laughs> really emotional release. And it was some sort of thing that she just couldn't, um, you know, get past in her life. And, um, She told me, you know, years later, how much that actually helped her because it helped her kind of release not only that, but just like other things that were going on in her life at the time that she would normally go to him to talk about. But she didn't have that anymore. Um, And it gave her realization that she still could go talk to him. And um, even to this day, she goes and like sits on a bench near his grave and has conversations with him. But until that point, she just had not, um, been able to do that.
2: Have you always been able to see people chakras like that? Cause that's really incredible.
1: Um, so when I do the chakra things, I see it kind of like a, as an energy form and, um, I see it as kind of like a, a spinning orb, kind of, and okay. if it's not moving at all, it tells me that there's, like, a pretty large blockage, and often, like, people will get different pains throughout their body, and I'll tell them, like, you know, if you get a pain somewhere or weird sensation, let me know, because then then what I will do is I will physically move my hand to that area and just, like, focus on it until we get past that that moment of blockage or that sensation goes away or um, because as we have traumas, whether it's a trauma or just like something that we hold on to emotionally, um, they get trapped in our, our muscle memory type of thing. And so when we're going through these emotional breakthroughs or just cleansing our, our energy in general, we'll have these kind of like mm-hmm. Almost like a ping pong ball, like going from here to there throughout the body, like just the different sensations or like I've had people that have completely felt cold. Once I get everything set up and ground the energy and get ready to work, I've had people get hot in the middle of a session, you know, like, oh, my head's getting really hot and there might be something going on with that, that chakra that I'm working on at that time. Um, so it's really every person that I work with has such a different, uh, outcome and a different release. And sometimes there's those like spiritual messages from the other side that come through, like with my friend's grandfather, I've had that actually happen several times with people, different instances where I get like a message like that from somebody else as I'm working on them. Um, and then sometimes it's just like, uh, a totally physical release. I had a woman that I worked with where she had, uh, I think it's PCOS. Um, Basically she wanted to have a child, but her everything down there was not working right. So she was not able to have a child. And I worked with her uh, for a long time. And after about three months of working with her, just on that specific thing, um, she started having normal menstrual cycles again and um, like her numbers, cause she was being like charted like by a fertility doctor, her numbers started going uh-huh. into the normal range and, and things like that. So um, now whether that's me, I know she also went to church and there was a lot of prayers going on, but like, I believe between all of it, like we were able to yeah, heal her body it. to a point. Right. Yeah. Cause,
2: one of my favorite books, and it's more of a reference guide, but it's uh, called The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson, which basically talks about how your emotions can lead to sickness. So I like right. that in the sense that, you know, all the emotions that you go through can lead to various parts of your body. But I like combining that with crystal healing. And with the fact that you're also a medium now that I'm just hearing this, which is really fabulous, and then being able to look at people's chakras and kind of see where the blockages are, that's an incredible array of talent you have, and I know <laughs> you're like, this is a gift, and this is what I was given, and I'm just trying to use it to help people, right?
1: Right, pretty much, And and like, it's something that now that I've like fully opened up to it just in the past few years, it's something that I like I can't even figure out how to turn it off anymore. Like uh, when kids come into my classroom, like you can see like their energy, like, you know, you see them, I see them every other day, you know, for nine Mm -hmm. months out of the year. So you, you get to know these kids pretty well and you can tell when their energy's off, like when their body language is different and... I always like try to go to them when I notice those things and be like, like, how can I help you today? Like, you want to sit in the back of the room? Like, do you need to listen to music while you're working? Like, whatever it is that might help that person. And because just those little tiny things can make a huge difference and some difference in somebody's day in life. And I think that we we often take that for granted. Like just walking by somebody that might look unhappy and giving them a big beautiful smile might and incredibly change their day, because you just don't know what people are going through. Like, even if you know somebody really well, like, we don't know what's going on inside their heads, right? So you just don't know. And I think that is so important to just be able to see those little differences in the people that you surround yourself with daily and be able to, like, kind of make that check in your head, like, what can I do to make this person's day better, because their vibe is way off
2: right right and i imagine you also do that for yourself and do you have certain crystals or yeah healing techniques to help yourself because i've i'm starting to elevate where i can see where i can go into a room of a bunch of pictures and i just like that's not my energy anymore and it's honestly when i find people like you I love being around because you are the five people you surround yourself with and you're an elevator but yet how do you elevate yourself
1: so there's there's a lot of things that I do um I do a lot of like affirmations I think those are very important uh for a long time I struggled with like body image and um when I was younger uh i had really bad acne and i have a lot of like acne scars from that and as i got older like i kind of hated my face you know like i hated all the scars and everything and and as i worked through like my entire like spiritual journey i've become to like love every single scar is like for a different reason or whatever and like it shows like all the all the struggles that i went through and then have overcome right so now mm-hmm. Now I I look at that and it's, it's a beautiful part of me. But so for me, like affirmations are a huge, huge part. So like that, always telling yourself you're beautiful, always telling yourself that you've got this, like, it doesn't matter, like what we're going, we all go through struggles, like every single one of us, and they might not be the same. And what might not seem like a struggle to one of us might be a really difficult thing for that other person, even though for us, it could be something easy to go through. So like one of the things that I've really learned to do is one, not judge other people's for what their struggles are, or what they're going through, and then not judge myself harshly when I'm going through something as well, because we're all gonna go through struggles. That's just part of life. And if we dwell on them, We get stuck in a vicious cycle and then we can't seem to get out of that struggle. So I've found that if I can talk myself through it and like encourage myself to keep going or whatever that struggle is, just to keep pushing through and persevering, that at the end, when I come out, one, I'm much stronger. My energy levels have changed because I pushed through whatever that struggle was. And um, and now I'm a different person because I went through that challenge and I faced it head on rather than getting stuck in whatever the cycle is, like a relationship pattern or, um, you know, uh, a cycle of a bad job because it's hard to leave a job and, and it's scary. And so many of us get stuck in that, like, just the loop of the perception of the way it's supposed to be even though like our reality really is what we make it and what we tell ourselves. So if we say like, oh, I want, you know, like I can do this thing full time. As long as we're putting our focus and our energy into that thing, you can make that a reality to make it a full time thing. Will it take time? Yes. It's not going to happen overnight. Not all of us are. Going to be a superstar overnight, but it doesn't mean to give up on on our dreams. And I think that that's really important: is just constantly focusing, reevaluating, and and telling yourself that you can do it, whatever it is, whatever it, that thing is for you, you can do it as long as that's where you're putting your energy. So for All me, for that you. is the biggest thing: <laughs> is constantly encouraging myself to. To go through it,
2: that yeah. Uh, there's a quote, and Churchill said, "If you're going through hell, keep going." And I right. always like that <laughs> you, got, you just got to do it, and that's the way it works. But so, say I have a novice listener that doesn't know anything about crystal, and what would you, would be the first thing you would tell them?
1: Um, like. Like, a, are you asking for, like, what types of crystals to use in the beginning or just yeah. in general? However, like they pick the-
2: Well, here's how I work. You're, you're very good at channeling spirit. So what spirit tell you to say to answer that question? You got a what is
1: spirit- I'm sorry. Yeah, what- I had a big truck going by, so I missed what you said.
2: That's all right. That's all right. Uh, what would you recommend for a novice person who wants to explore crystals as a healing thing? For me, my, my brain was channeling a message saying, I suffer from self-worth issues. Is there a crystal for that?
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you wanted to specifically work with self-worth, I would get mm-hmm. uh, pyrite. Or lapis lazuli, or sodalite. Any of those are going to help with uh, building confidence, right? So, our self worth right. comes from whether we can be confident or not. Um, for somebody that's just starting out and maybe just wants to start with that one thing, like you know, self worth or self love, um, I would focus on that one. Like maybe get a couple crystals that represent that one thing and start there, and then build from there. Um,
2: Right.
1: For me, I was uh, really lost when I started out. And looking back, it's no wonder I was like um, attracted to the quartz family just in general, Uh, the uh, clear crystal points, the uh, rose quartz. So uh, clear crystal points often help with like uh, clarity and focusing, regrouping your mind um rose quartz is great for self-love and just finding love and healing that uh uh, heart chakra so that one was important to me because I felt lost I did not feel self love at the time and then amethyst just really helps connect you to the divine and it works with all of those other things that I just said so um For me, that is what I needed. And often I think that people that get into crystals probably do get called to the rock that they need the most in the beginning and um, and then moving from there. And even if they don't look at it in any sort of spiritual way, they might still be attracted to that rock and have it in their home or whatever, and not even realize what it's doing for them. Right.
2: Right. I agree like one of my favorite things it's not a crystal but it's a shiva lingam from a sacred river in india i love it It, it's almost egg shaped, but it's not perfect it's got imperfections in it but you hold it it really absorbs any negative energy you have inside your body it's a cool thing and but now I've, i've got the rose quartz and i've got the amethyst and like i said my sister sent all those to me and i'm like still trying to understand all of this i'm not a novice but i'm probably just barely a half a step above a novice. So now what's really cool about you too is you've got the science behind it. You've got the science behind the physics even behind it as well, which I think is geology and the physics and even some of the chemistry because you teach that too, which that's an incredible like resume behind it. If you were really talking about crystal healing, it's like, yes, I, it's just not woo-woo. Here's the reason why this geology, Cleopatra <laughs> did, did, did I think that's so neat that I would have never guessed that you had all of that information behind you and your crystal healing practice.
1: Well, I will admit this. So I was on my crystal healing journey long before I went back to school. When I went back to school um I started out in a community college and then I transferred to the University of Florida and when I first transferred to the University of Florida I was pretty open at Santa Fe College about all my crystal stuff but then I take my first class in the geology department and it's like the very first class is all about pseudoscience and then they use like Reiki as an example and I was like oh I am the underdog here like so I didn't really talk to any of my peers about what I believed in with the crystals uh, and what I was actually doing there, because I went there with the intent. I want to learn this so I can be the one that proves or the one that figures out what it really is that we're looking at. So there's been a lot of, you know, probably the last 15 years of my life that that's what I've been doing. Um, is trying to to work that way so it was intentional
2: <laughs> but it's still it's wonderful because you can back it up you know I go back to Dispensa, who back brings some science behind the energy and like we know that in our heart with our heart chakra there's are physically in our body there are neurons in your heart there are neurons, right. just like the neurons that fire in your brain that send it out to the nervous system. There's the same kind in your heart. Physically, it's been right. proven. And the science, by so that's what I think is so cool about you is you've got all of that where not that you want to sway a doubter, but you just like, this is what it is. This is a and It comes from this family at this property and this energetic field. That's so neat to me. <laughs> I'm
1: just, well, I'm glad make- that you <laughs> like it because I I've never ever really like I've talked a little bit about it on TikTok and I've obviously like talked to my like group of friends about it, but I've never like said the message really to the world because you know I know it's one of those things that there are going to be people out there who are like, oh, this is totally woo woo and she's crazy, and then and then some people might actually think about it about the physics that I all that I said, you know, but. Um, but it's a very fine line right now, you know, to walk this walk because, because it, yeah. it you are you're dabbling in both, and one side doesn't want to see the other, and you know, so it's it's just a it's an interesting it's an interesting path, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I saw a podcast. Uh, Mel Robbins had that that Nobel laureate on and talked about how you can actually, you know, how you meet somebody and it's really, a you feel like it's a coincidence, but you can actually, because of the way thoughts work and the way the science is, is literally the science behind it. Like, instead of thought to the edge of the universe, it'll we'll come back. But you can also do that where you meet somebody at a plane and you're like, is that a coincidence or did I manifest that? And she has 45 right. minutes of that talk. And it's so good it just, there's science behind it. So I like the yeah. science, not that I need it to be proven, just kind of makes, gives me a little bit of a woman, but. Right. Yeah. You
1: I know? like finding the science behind things, you know, mainly because not necessarily that I want to prove it either, but just so that way, like when you get that one person that is like, yeah, but that can't be real because of this. And then I can be like, well, wait a minute, you need to think about it this way. So that was actually my entire intent about going to school for geology and focusing on mineralogy was so that way, as I continued this journey, I could have those conversations and, and maybe get those people that wouldn't think about this ever, because there was nobody that was saying any of the science behind it, and maybe have them think, oh, well, wait a minute, I could actually see that I see your points, you know. They're still going to get people that don't at all, but... um,
2: That's That's okay. They only know where they are.
1: They're not ready yet. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and I've I've long given up on trying to make people ready for what I talk about, because, like, you know, I step through two trees that are out there on this vacant lot next to my trailer and think that I'm stepping through a portal. Whatever. Has my life really changed? No, but... I kind of like to believe that there's some magic out there and that there's something beyond what we're seeing. And that kind of helps keep me grounded, to be honest. It helps keep me sane. Because right? I don't feed into all the all the stuff that's out there. I don't watch the news. I don't really listen to anybody that's creating divisiveness or whatever. And as I had a person on my podcast recently, it's like you can't ignore it, but it's how you process it. What you want to try and figure out and that's where the healing comes in to me where you just just like, right. healed so that's their world that's okay and just like somebody who won't believe in crystals which i believe in but that she The lingam that was my start like and i know it's not a crystal Oh, Oh, it's
1: still, it's still considered a crystal. It has like, well, okay. It is technically a rock. You're right. But in the crystal world it is considered to be in that uh, toolbox of crystal healing. Um, But yeah, there's a, I've read a lot about those. I don't have one from India, but I have rocks that I found in nature that are similar to those. And I definitely, they have, they have a history of like, all the places they've been as they tumbled and turned into that rock. So
2: that's also fascinating because those crystals that you get wherever you get them from have that same history. Think about that and think about the vibrational energy behind that history of what they've seen. You know, as yep. Rumi would say, you're not a drop in the ocean, you're the ocean and drop. All those sands on the beach have a history. That's so cool. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. That gives them that energy, the energy properties that you're exact. I look at you just closing a book on that. That is wild. Nice. (laughs) So glad you asked to be on my podcast. And I'm like, geez, wow. I'm learning so much, too. But what's really the coolest thing was you know the history behind it. Yes, you know the geology behind it. And yet, and you're combining all of those and you don't feel like you know everything
1: right now which is wonderful nobody knows everything right and we never will <laughs> we never will No, you know no. We'll, we'll always be learning more but but I, I think the world's just such an infinite or the universe really is just such an infinite place that, that you know like we're going to always be exploring and learning more as technology gets better and we start exploring space more we're going to find more things but But I think it's just so vast that that will be lifetimes and lifetimes before we even get close to knowing probably like a quarter of it in reality. Right.
2: I agree with that. (laughs) I I totally agree with that. And I'm trying to see if I have any more questions for you because you've really done a good job of kind of giving me a little bit of a me and my listeners of Crash Forks and crystals, but with I don't know. I, is there anything else about crystals that you would like people to know? Let's go there.
1: All right. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about things that maybe people will struggle with the the most, and like uh, kind of point them to a crystal. So. If you're out there and you're struggling with anxiety, uh, worry, fear, or just um, depression in general, I would grab a little It's going to really help you just sit and meditate with it. You can just put it next to you if you don't want to hold on to it. Have it in the room of your house that uh, you sit in the most. Um, those of you that are very indecisive and maybe need a clear direction in your life, Uh, get a nice uh, clear uh, quartz crystal and do the same thing with that. If you're struggling with self-love, rose quartz, if you're struggling with confidence or self-worth, pyrite, lapis, lazuli, or sodalite are all great for that. Um, If you struggle with just energy levels in general and you don't feel energetic, Uh, use red jasper that will help you feel more energy. Um, And if you struggle with like toxic people in your life, wear black tourmaline, obsidian, um, keep selenite around. Selenite will also cleanse all your other crystals. So like, if you feel like they're getting energetically drawn, you can set them on top of a large piece of selenite or a bunch of selenites around all your crystals. And that will help uh, with that. So that's what I've got for that. I think that's a good little starter for people.
2: That's a great starter. I wrote down a bunch of notes, so that's good. And we'll <laughs> go figure out how in the heck to spell them, but that's a whole different story. But
1: That's okay. You know, <laughs> if you start right, to Google it, fine. it will correct you.
2: <laughs> right. Spirit will guide me right to the right place for whatever it is you need though. But I really have enjoyed this. You're so smart. Like, really oh, thank you. So, <laughs> so down to earth. Good Lord, have Bert. He's just like, yeah, whatever. This is what I know. <laughs> this is where I'm at. Well, the University of yeah, Florida, I theology. you know. Well,
1: whatever. I mean, you know, even, like, the most intelligent people or whatever, you know, like, in all reality, we're all human beings. So there's no yep. reason to be, like, up on a pedestal preaching to people, like, we all have our lessons, like, even though I'm a spiritual person, I still wake up and have trials and tribulations I have to go through. My life is not perfect, right? Like, um, so I think that's really humbled me. Like, even as, as I've gotten a, as a bigger leader, or just like more in touch with myself and, and source, like, I've found that there's no reason to be you know, bragging about it or anything like that, because we're all on our own journeys. We're all at different places in life. And, and that's okay. That's the way it's supposed to be. If we were all exactly the same, my God, I would not want to be here. We would, it would be boring.
2: (laughs) It would be very, very boring. And I love that everybody (laughs) has a different double helix and we're all a little bit different. And, that's me. So tell everybody where we can find you. So if they want to book a crystal healing session or just find a little bit more about crystals, how can they find you? All
1: right. So uh, my username is facets of energy, and that can be found on Instagram, Threads, uh, TikTok, YouTube. Um, I do have a website. It's uh, facets of And um, I used to make like jewelry and do that sort of thing. So there is still some of that stuff on there if you're interested, but I have not really had time recently. So my inventory is low, but I do have like starter box kits for crystals and I sell uh, raw crystals on there. So you're welcome to check that out if you want to get a starter kit or just get some individual crystals for different things. Um, I believe that they all say what they do on there, but I will double check. And if they don't, I will update that on my site.
2: So facets of energy. Facets of energy everywhere, which. uh I think
1: even if you like Google, if you Google my name, Amanda Fitzsimmons and then crystals, I'm pretty sure that I am I come right up on there and I will take you to all Perfect. my social media as well.
2: That's wonderful. I have learned so much in this short period of time and it's going to make me want to Google a little bit more about this. And I love, I'm more, the fascinating part is the history thing because, you know, I'm a dude and I love history. So that's going to be neat for me to
1: kind awesome. of
2: do a deep dive into that a little bit. Because that's fascinating. I think all of, Ancient tribes and ancient cultures all use crystals and different rock for healing properties. So we're just carrying that tradition on, and I love it. I really appreciate this, Amanda. This is so great. It's, you blew me away. Thank you so much for
1: having me. I, I've really enjoyed this. Um, thank you so much.
2: Oh, it's been wonderful. I appreciate you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. And thank you for being on the Every Thought Matters podcast.
1: All right. Thank you so much.